Praise God. Thank you, Lord. He knows your name. And whatever, you know, Kim has said something else about anybody that says something any other than, other than the fact you're approved and you're accepted. And you, you've got to remind yourself of that because the devil's always going to point out your failures or your faults and your shortcomings. You have to remind yourself that you are who God says you are. Amen. We have some lights in the house. You might have to control this up there uh, because my deal is not cooperating. Try one more time. And uh, if it doesn't work with me, I'm going to let it alone. Ah, okay. Maybe it was just that bad, I had a bad spot over there. The gospel of peace. Everybody say the gospel of peace. My mic's not okay. The gospel of peace. Y'all are really quiet out there today. <laughs> say the gospel of peace. Actually, that's supposed to be right there in the middle, but um, <clears throat> I don't know what's what's going on. Things are not acting the way that they are supposed to. Say, all is well with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, man, we've covered a lot of things, and so let me just uh, see how you've been listening, Any, how well you've been listening. You can pull up the app to see uh, the uh, outline. Those of you watching online, welcome. You can join us online. Oh, join us online. You're already online. I'm... <laughs> You can access the app by uh, going to your app store on your favorite mobile device. Search for Summit Church Indiana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus said, uh, peace, I'll leave with you. Jesus left us with something. Amen. We're going to get into that. In just a minute. I got an appetizer for you before we get into the main course. Okay. Um, but first, first, first. What is shalom? It's an it's a open, open book. Okay, well, what is that? <clears throat> peace, when, when uh, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, he was speaking in his language, Aramaic. And he would have said, Shalom, I leave with you. Hallelujah. So, uh, what is Shalom? See, y'all trying to get out of it. Like, uh, what is Shalom? Peace. Come on. I can't get better than that. I've been for two weeks. This is the third week. I'm like, what is Shalom? I gave you a definition, right? Y'all sit there acting like, like I ain't saying nothing sometimes. You're looking at me with, no, you don't do that. I, I believe in you. Now, you can do better when I say, <laughs> what is shalom? You can do better than saying peace. Okay. Uh, okay, 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 okay now, now you're blasting me out. Okay, all right, wait, wait, let's, do, let's do it one. Show a hand. Indy, you do the same thing over there. Don't y'all fall asleep even though I can't hear you. I know you can see me. Amen. You watching online. You've been following us. Amen. What's, uh, 
I know I can't hear you, but what is, give me a show a, a hand. Just give me one thing. What is shalom? I s hush, puppy. One, I won't acknowledge somebody. Okay, Marva said what? Completeness. Somebody else. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to hold your hand up. Then I'm going to acknowledge it, and then you speak. All right, got it? Okay, who is that? I'm going I'm to let, let you say that to somebody to holler it out. All right. Soundness in body. Ah, okay. Back there. Dave. Hmm? Safety. What does that mean to you? Class, what does that mean to you? That when Jesus said, shalom, I leave with you, he's saying, completeness, I leave with you. Soundness in body, I leave with you. Let's just take safety. Safety, I leave with you. What does that mean to you? Protection. What? We're protected? We dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know what that word abide means? It means we, we are... Uh, we, we are resting. We remain. That's where you are right now. You sitting here, even at work, not, not, oh, man, I'm in church. I'm in the secret place. No, wherever you go, you're in the secret place. You know where that secret place is? In Christ. Woo, hallelujah. The secret place is in Christ. Amen? All right. Where's my worship team? Where'd they go? Y'all still here? Oh, somebody pointed to the back room. Y'all come out here and get this word. Do singing. Come on out here. I'm, I'm, I'm stalling so y'all can come out here. You, you know. Okay, so, all right. Somebody go back there and make sure the devil don't have them back there. Here they come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No, I don't want you to sing. I want you to come out here and hear the word. Y'all doing something? Oh, okay, all right, y'all. Y'all follow the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to stay here. Let me know where I'm going to. Give me a chair and let me know when y'all come out. We'll start. Okay, he's at two minutes. Isn't that something? You see what I got to put up with? Two minutes. <laughs> Y'all got two minutes to wait. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We got so free. We got so free, haven't we, man? Woo, <laughs> like, man. I get tempted to want to go back under the law sometime. <laughs> Y'all get out here. Y'all get out here while I'm preaching. No, what I'm saying is really important. So, uh, if, 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 uh, so I just want I just want everybody to get it. That's my heart. I mean, I, I just want you to get it. I want you to get. It. I don't want y'all to miss anything. I don't want anybody to miss anything. I'm not going to trust you to go back and listen to what you missed. <laughs> I know the devil will try to try to uh, sidetrack you. Now, what was I talking about? The secret place. It's in Christ. It's very important, man. 
I, I, could, I could go right there. There's so much. I want you to see there's so much in shalom. Do you know there's two words for God in Psalm 91.1? Secret place of the Most High, that's El, Elion, Most High El Elion. By, uh, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty, that's El Shaddai. How can we lose? We're we dwelling in the secret place of El Elyon. And we're abiding under the shadow. We abide, we are resting, we're remaining in the shadow of El Shaddai. Man, we are protected, in other words. And in that secret place is in Christ. Where is he? Seated in heavenly places in Christ. You know you're seated right now? I'm getting help right now. Thank you, Lord. He knows who you are. He knows your name. And you're in a secret place. When he knows your name, that means he delivers you. He protects you. He favors you. You're important to him. Because why? You're his child. Thank you, Lord. So, all right. Man, safety. So you're protected. You don't have to be afraid of the arrow that flies by day. Nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. The arrow that flies at noonday. Though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, it will not come near you. No evil will befall you. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. That's what that, just in that one, one word, safety. The gospel is the power of God to your salvation. One of those words for salvation is, is safety. It's the power of God for your safety. What else? Completeness. All right, somebody already said that, class. Okay, anybody got something else? Where do you all raise your hand? Okay. okay. Prosperity. Somebody, give me something else. Somebody, you can open the app up and look, look at it. What? Health. Thank you, Jesus. Something somebody haven't said yet. Yeah. But I didn't acknowledge your hand. You talk enough all through my message, so I'm not going to even not. That's why nobody sit next to you. Yeah, Peggy. Contentment. Okay, she was. Tranquility. All right. Anybody got anything else? Peace with God, especially in covenant relationship. All right. I got, okay, now, now we'll get back to that. We're going to have a little commercial, and I've got an appetizer for you from um, Luke chapter 7, I believe. Where did you go? Did I accidentally get rid of it? Okay, here it is. 
Now, we've been forgiven of all of our sins on the cross. You know, something occurred to me that um, under grace, we understand. When you really understand grace, you know that we don't confess our sins to be forgiven. Our sins were already forgiven past, present, and future on the cross. All your future sins were forgiven on the cross. And uh, a lot of people, they rebel against that. Oh, no, you got to confess every sin to be forgiven. First of all, you don't, you'll forget some. And what about the sins that you commit that you don't even know you did or don't acknowledge you did? See, it's not just the biggies, like drunkenness or what people consider the biggie, adultery or fornication. What about, the Bible says, whatever is not of faith is sin. So all of us sin, but thank God we're under, uh, oh, here's another one. He that knows to do good but does it not, to him is sin. But we're under, because of the cross, we're under a constant waterfall of forgiving. As soon as you sin, forgiven. Based on the cross, it's washed away. You, you were forgiven on the cross, so as soon as you sin, it's washed away. We don't confess in order to be forgiven. We're forgiven because of the blood. But some people, like me, like, like I used to, incorrectly think that God only forgave my past sins, and it's up to me to maintain that through my confession. So I was always, I mean, I, was, I you know, I was, uh, I'm, a over, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I wanted to be right, man. I was always, I, I couldn't even enjoy dinner. I was going to the bathroom, confessing a, a sin and coming back and enjoying dinner. You know, if I, if I had a bad thought, I'd go and I'd confess that thing. Man, that's bondage. I'm setting you up for something. Uh, in, in Luke, and I, I, I love when, when Jesus asks a question and then he answers it so we can't flip it, okay? Um, thank you, Lord. And so it's, what, what, what occurred to me is that when people accuse us to just, well, we just want to just go and sin all we want, and, uh, you know, oh, we don't have to confess our sin and we're just going to go and just, just sin all we want. No, that's not what that means. And, uh, but it occurred to me that I, if I, I can get this outright, they talk about confession, confession, confession all the time, or, or they, they talk about confess your sins, but in terms of the cross and what Jesus did and, and forgiving us on the cross, actually those of us that teach grace correctly, we're talking more about forgiveness than people that talk about we need to confess our sins to be forgiven. Over on the grace side, if you think about it, we talk about forgiveness all the time. Forgiveness of sin, and for, that, that it's already done. See, that's the difference. 
Now that we got to do this and we got to do that and we got to confess to be forgiven. No, we don't confess to be forgiven because Jesus has forgiven us of all of our sins on the cross, past, present, and future, all your future sins. You say, well, pastor, where does it say that? Where does it say, where does it say, okay, it says it in the same place where it says he forgave your past sin. <laughs> it doesn't say specifically past sins. It doesn't say specifically future. So where do we get that from? Past, present, and future. See, people, people read into stuff and they, and, and they try to say, well, he only forgave your sins leading up to the time that you got saved. Once you get saved, you, you have to maintain it through your confession. That is incorrect. We have forgiveness of sins. It says forgiveness of sins. L listen, he offered one sacrifice for sins forever. about it on the cross all your sins were future unless you're more than 2,000 years old <laughs> right it had to be all, all, all your sins in fact the Bible says he's coming back a second time not to deal with sin Thank you, Lord. People think, well, you know, if you think all your sins are forgiven already, then you're just going to sin like crazy. No, I, I, I was told, and I, I need to look this up, but I, I heard that when they were building the, the, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, that's really a, a phenomenal feat over there uh, in the Bay, uh, San Francisco. Now, if I heard this correctly, that the people died building that bridge? what they did was they put a safety net down up underneath. They added this safety net. So, and then once they added the safety net, they found that the, that the workers were more productive. Huh? They got more done. So this idea, when you think all your sins are forgiven, that you're going... You're not going to do anything for God. No, when you got that safety net, nobody was trying, let me, let me jump off the bridge. Let me fall backwards. No, when you, you've got a safety net, thank God, you, you, you're just more productive. And you know that if you fall, he catches you. All right. Man, this appetizer take a little longer than what I thought. Okay, so so watch this. But I'm setting you up for something. Boy, if you can get a hold of this, boy, you'll shout. And I am not in the right chapter. Thought I had this thing queued up. Praise the Lord. Are you getting something out of this? All right, we're going to go to Luke chapter 7. 
Now, here's where Jesus asks the question, and then he answers the question. Jesus uh, answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. And <clears throat> when they had nothing with which to, to repay, he, for, he freely forgave them both. And listen carefully. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love more? Which, which of them will love him more? Okay, somebody owed him 100, somebody owed him 50. Nothing to repay. Jesus asked, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who, who he forgave more. And Jesus said, you're right. You rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair, hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Okay. Oh, if you go back, you'll find out that this woman was a sinner. Okay. That's the backdrop, all right? This woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Now, newsflash. All of us have been forgiven much. <laughs> okay, here's something else. Now watch this. Based on this, on this what Jesus was, was teaching here, who's going to love more? The one who, who believes only their past sins are forgiven? Or the ones who believe that they're for, forgiven past, present, and future, or that all of their sins, past, present, and future, are forgiven? Who's going to love more? The gospel of peace. I'm going to go on. Let's, let's just go through that's it. That's, that's it. Now, you think about that. You meditate on that, boy. But like, those of us that believe that our sins are forgiven past, present, and future... We love more because we know how much that the cross has done for us. The gospel of peace. Since I need that, I'm, I'm going to need that shout before the end of the service, man. I need, I need to shout. shout. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Come on, somebody. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Okay, we're back to it. We're, we're going to the main course right now. But boy, man, you got a safety net. You live free when you know you're forgiven. And you love much because you've been loved. 
God is love. That's his nature. And you know what? You know who, who we're called? We're called the beloved. So our, our number one job is to be loved. The beloved need to be loved. That's the, that's the thing that we do as children of God is receive the love that the Father has for us because his nature is to love. And so our children need to receive his love. That's the job of the beloved is to receive his love. Now Jesus said, shalom I leave with you. My peace, my shalom I leave with you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It's important to know that this is not dependent. This kind of peace that Jesus gave us is not dependent upon the circumstances. You can have this peace right in the midst of trouble, right in the midst of turmoil. That's, this kind of peace was what caused Jesus to sleep in the back of the boat in a storm. All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's move on here to Romans 10, 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written... How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. On that graphic, those little shoes are there. Those are my shoes right there. <coughs> and those are your shoes. Anybody that brings this glad tidings, the gospel is good news or glad tidings. Notice what, it's, notice what the gospel is called. It's called the gospel of grace. In Galatians chapter 1, it's also called the gospel of peace. And when we preach the gospel of peace, man, I'm telling you what, it sets people free. It's, it's glad tidings of what? Good things. God, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. He doesn't have anything bad for you. Everything the Father has for you is good. He, he has only good for you. Well, the Lord, is, the Lord is testing me. He's putting these things on me to teach me. No, that's not the Lord. In fact, James says, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted, tested, or tried with evil, neither testeth he any man. That's what the scripture says. So our, our gospel, this gospel, this gospel of grace is a gospel of peace. It's, we have peace with God. It's, it's the, when we preach the gospel of peace, we're preaching the gospel of safety, the gospel of contentment, prosperity, healing, tranquility, quiet. Man, no wonder. No wonder your feet are beautiful when you, when you proclaim this because so many people think God's mad at them. 
But as we already read, his kindness, will, his covenant of peace will not be removed. His kindness will not depart. He said he swore that he will never be angry with you. He said this is, this is like the waters of Noah to me. I'll never be angry with you. God said he'll never be mad at you. He'll never be angry with you. But how many preachers are talking about how mad God is and God's going to get you if you don't do this? We got to keep proclaiming this. Keep proclaiming that we're forgiven, that we, that, that, that we are blessed, that we're highly favored because of Jesus, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ because of Jesus. It's not because of what you do. All the time, you, all you got to do is go on Facebook a little while. And, man, religious people, they'll put up these, these little clips. I just saw one here recently just talking about what you got to do and what we need to stop doing. And, and, and that's not the gospel. The gospel is not about what you need to stop doing. The gospel is about right believing. I'm going to tap into my Wednesday message a little bit. Isn't it interesting? How many of you, know, how many of you think Jesus accomplished a lot? And the disciples asked a very important question. I'm, I'm glad that they asked this question. They said, what, uh, what must we do to do the works of God? Because they see him I mean, raising the dead, casting out demons, <laughs> healing the sick. What must we do to do the works of God? He said, believe. Now, you go around asking people, just anybody. I mean, just drunks on the, on the street. Um. What, what do we need to do to, to be pleasing to God? Let's ask another question. What, what do we need to do to be acceptable to God, for God to be pleased with us? Man, you'll get this do-do list. Ask, I don't care who you ask. People on the street, because they get it from church folk, but go straight to religious people. They talk about what you need to do. What must we do to do the works of God? Jesus said, believe. Believe on him whom he sent. You know what else he said? Anybody know what else he said? Well, let me tell you. Nothing. It's the power, the power of believing right. If you believe right, you'll live better on accident than you ever could on purpose. <laughs> Whoo, man, it's the good news of peace that God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He's not holding your sins against you. You are completely and totally forgiven. Tidings a good thing. Therefore, having been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what the word justified? It means just if I'd ever, if I'd never done it. Just if I'd never done it. The word justify. When you see the word just, 
it means righteous. If, if you see the word justified, it means declared righteous. So this is saying, having been declared righteous by faith, we have shalom with God. We, we, we got completeness. We, nothing missing, nothing broken. We've got prosperity. We've got, we got health. We, we've got, uh, but, uh, I mean, we, we, we have shalom. And, it, and we have a relationship with God, free from sin, and God is not angry with us, not holding anything against us. We have been, de having been declared righteous, See, peace is a result of having been made right with God. You're, you're righteous because of what Jesus did. By one man, how, listen, by one man's disobedience, Romans 5, 19, by Adam's disobedience, many were made sinners. By, not your obedience, one man's obedience, many were made righteous. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, having been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Let's follow this, follow this through. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Faith, in other words, believing. How do we have access into this grace? It's by faith. It's by faith. So we faith takes. See, we, we just receive. We, we, we take what's up. Well, you can't, you just can't take stuff from God. He's already given it. We gotta we, we, we just take it. We got a gift of righteousness. You don't earn it. You don't work for it. You don't strive for it. You just receive it. He, you, faith takes what has already been provided by his grace. And in this grace, we stand. So through faith, we, have, we, we, have, we also have access by faith into this grace, which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Let's focus on this word, hope. Hope is a confident expect, expectation of good. The gospel of peace brings glad tidings of what? Good things. All right? Hope is a confident expectation of good. So hope, listen, watch this. Your confident expectation of good, your hope, does not disappoint. What you're expecting God to do in your life will not end in disappointment. Why? Because the love of God, the love that God has for you, has been shed, shed abroad, poured out in your hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Just get, just let, let love take over like a virus. 
usually virus is um, spoken of as, as a negative, but look at it as a, as a virus of the love of God, just the, uh, the, the, the love that the Father has for you. When you understand, when that's shed abroad in your heart, let the Holy Spirit just flood you with his love. I'm telling you, you know that there's nothing he won't do for you. You know, your hope is not going to end in disappointment. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me wrap this up. I'm out of time, but watch, watch this. Just a few more verses here. What's the kingdom of God? It's not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The reason why righteousness is mentioned first, see, we read, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. Peace, peace comes as a result of receiving this gift of righteousness. And see, so it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Once you understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, peace comes and joy comes. Grace, undeserved favor, and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I want to show you this from, from Wiest, who's a scholar, and, and he, I'm going to quote from the New Testament and expanded translation. And uh, where'd you go here? There it is. Good. I just had it. Thank you, Lord. All right. is awesome. All right, I lost that note, but okay. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. The essence of what he was saying is this is not talking about uh, the knowledge of God and Jesus. Uh, we, uh, a scholar, is, is saying that grace and peace is multiplied in the knowledge of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm paraphrasing what he, what he said. I was going to read to you exactly, but what this is talking about, uh, because how, how many of you know Jesus is God? And so, uh, and I, I know that, that there, there's, there's three, I believe in the Trinity, amen. But right here, it's talking about Jesus as God. And that, that grace and peace are multiplied in your life in the knowledge of our Lord, of, of excuse me, of our God and Savior. Grace and peace are multiplied in the knowledge of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, in other words, how do you get grace? The question is, this very important question that I want to present to you, how is grace, grace is God's 
undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor, and the shalom of God, how is that multiplied to you? Not by your working and striving to earn it. It comes by the knowledge of Jesus. Keep learning, keep seeing Jesus. And I, I think I'm going to do a message on how to see Jesus because I get this question, how do we see Jesus? I mean, so, and that's, but that's a, it's a good question. Read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, and see, Jesus shows us what the Father is like. He who has seen me has seen the Father. See, we need to spend, see, people are trying to make grace complicated. Well, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? See Jesus. Just keep learning more and more about Jesus. I mean, there's a time to read the word, and then there's a time to just read maybe a passage or a verse and just meditate on it. What is it saying to you? Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you through, through the word. Because, see, when you're spending time in the word and getting more knowledge of Jesus, you're going, you're going to, something's going to happen just by accident. Grace and peace is going to be multiplied in your life. I mean, don't, don't just blast through the scriptures all the time. Sometimes it's good to just, you know, read it. But other times, just like meditate on it. Like you see the woman at the well. And she's coming at the sixth hour. She's she coming in the heat of the day. Not when the normal women come early. Why? Well, you can imagine without taking away any, anything from the scripture, she's avoiding the other women in the city who've been talking about her because she's living with somebody right now. She's shacking and she had five husbands. And so she, she didn't want to, uh, y'all women know, she didn't want to hear all that noise. And, and so she would go when it, 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 was, it was the heat of the day. She didn't go in the morning when all them women, oh, okay, there she go. You better keep your husband away from her. You know she had five husbands. I can tell you why the, you know, the problems she had with them, you know, with, with her marriages, and, and you know, she, and she'll steal your husband. You stay away from her. All that got, you know. So she would go. She was alone at the well, but there was somebody waiting on her. Yeah. You know what? What we just did right there. We just, we saw Jesus. Even though he knew he, he, he called out the certain things that was going on in her, in her life, and she said, man, you're a prophet. You had five hus husbands. He said, uh, go call your husband. I don't have a husband. He said, you're right. You had five husbands. The one you're living with now is not your husband. But see, when you, when, when you understand who Jesus is, and he came to show us the Father, and he show, came to show us love, see, because See, people uh, can focus on it. They see the wrong things. They can focus on how he called her out. Just keep reading. Huh? 
He blessed this woman. He showed her love and forgiveness and compassion. Huh? Thank you, Lord. And when, when you are forgiven much, you love much. When you understand how much we've all been forgiven much, we'll go out and tell it. Huh? Just like that woman did. She went out and told it. First she went to the men because that's who she used to dealing with. <laughs> so she went and told the men. And then people started hearing about uh, uh, what Jesus had, had done. And then, she, she, uh, then people started coming. And you know what they said? I love this. Now we believe. Not just because of what you said. We heard him for ourselves. See, when people get a taste Taste and see that the Lord is good. When people taste of how good God is, when you really see how much you've been forgiven, you can't help but go out and tell it. That woman went out telling everybody about Jesus. She didn't care what nobody said. Now, man, she was loved. To be carnally minded is death, but to, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Being spiritually minded. In other words, simple. Put your mind on spiritual things. Don't put your mind on natural things. Put your mind on, keep, keep looking at Jesus. Keep looking at spiritual things like, I dwell in the secret place. That's spiritually minded. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I'm seated together in heavenly places. I'm accepted. I'm loved. I'm highly favored. God is well pleased with me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. See, when you focus on that, not on Sunday only, you, every day you, 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 you seeing yourself the way God sees you, you, who you really are. Huh? That's spiritually minded. That's what's going to happen. Life and shalom. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus, the peace of God. Take, take your, don't be anxious for, for anything and let your requests be made known to God. The peace that's, that passes all human understanding is going to guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Last scripture, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Now, you know what that word perfect is? Perfect and peace are the same word. It's shalom. The word perfect is shalom. The word peace is shalom. You know what it's saying? You will keep him in shalom, shalom. So nice he said it twice. You will keep him in shalom, shalom. Double peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. That's not, you keep seeing Jesus. He's going to keep you. You'll be kept. Thank you, Lord, because he trusts in you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word.